and welcome to another edition of Wednesday One Thing. I'm joined, of course, as always, by my good friend and colleague, Hamza. How are you doing today, man? Hey, Mari. I'm doing well. Uh, just excited about uh, some of the news that's been coming over the last uh, week or so. Yeah, we have a really exciting story. Uh, the viewers out there might think we're obsessed with Amazon, but they are in the news again. They made a very exciting movement in their quest to be the largest retailer in the world, in the universe. They recently acquired a company based in Australia called Cells. Uh, this is weird for so many reasons. This is a company I had never heard about, maybe just because I'm based uh, over here in North America, the other side of the world. But it's a 50-person startup based in Sydney, Australia. They essentially help companies spin up online stores, much like another company you might know called Shopify. Um, but the acquisition by Amazon uh, is a very interesting move because as many viewers might know, Amazon's primary go-to-market strategy with e-commerce companies is to sell via their marketplace. So it's a really interesting development for Amazon, not only because it sort of signifies their um, you know, their move to essentially go head-to-head -head versus Shopify. That's just from a business point of view, but also uh, trying to decentralize their own marketplace. Uh, I'm a shareholder in Amazon, so I read their, you know, their quarterly reports and their earnings, and they really don't talk too much about their marketplace. So uh, it's always interesting to see why a company might, uh, you know, ditch something that's going very, very well and shift business strategies. And that's why I have Hamza here, who can sort of demystify some stuff that's going on with how Amazon as a business functions, where marketplace exists in their business strategy, and what the acquisition of sales means for the future of Amazon. And I surely want to know because I want to see Amazon stock go to the moon. So Hamza, I'm going to throw it over to you to help help explain some of this. <laughs> yeah, well, not not any vested interests there then, Mari. Um, look, Amazon's strategy is uh, is is to expand into uh, a category that uh, that we know, you know, is 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 profitable, is revenue generating, and that's basically hosting online uh, online stores outside of the third party marketplace, right? That's what Shopify did, and that's why Shopify had such a great end to the year in 2020, specifically a Q4. So with Amazon, it's funny, and 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 you're right, they don't really talk too much about uh, their um, their third party marketplace, but I'm not sure why they don't because they should, and that's because they actually make significantly more revenue through that third-party marketplace than they do with AWS. I mean, I feel like that's a fairly well-known fact. The profits from AWS are much higher, but uh, in terms of actual revenue, it's estimated to be about 120 billion for the third-party marketplace, whereas it's about around 50 billion for uh, for AWS. And the third-party marketplace represents about 300 billion of Amazon's 490 billion GMV. So Amazon acquiring cells and moving into that space is uh, is a pretty clear indication that they just want to that you know they've sort of noticed what's been going on outside of the Amazon ecosystem uh, and that that there's great stuff going on that there are founders that are launching their own brands you know hosting it on their own websites uh, and overall hosting it on you know places like Shopify or, or other e-commerce uh, platforms and. Uh, you know, it looks like Amazon's Amazon's joining in on the fun as well. So a lot of signs here, especially for e-commerce founders and uh, and you know the decisions they're making, and uh, also for people who aren't e-commerce founders yet but are looking to maybe become one uh, in 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 the future. What it really means is there's there's so much more opportunity in terms of the places where you can launch your business uh, and what that means for e-commerce as well. 
And that's really interesting because with the pandemic and, oh my gosh, I thought we were leaving the pandemic back in 2020, uh, we saw that the rate of people starting businesses in the U.S. has skyrocketed. People are spinning up new businesses. E-commerce is obviously one of the lowest barriers to entry. And I think Amazon just wants a piece of that pie. Like they're seeing Shopify with their messaging. We're arming the rebels. All their branding is tailored to getting people to start using their site uh, to spin up their business. I think Amazon is actually quite a good fit for this. Uh, people just starting up their first business, especially when you tie that to all their, their other services like AWS. Uh, they also have a, the, you know, building an application marketplace. That's really where people get value out of, out of Shopify. The ease of spinning up a store, they have a lot of third-party apps that you can get started right away. For Amazon, they already have a lot of people on their third-party marketplace. They already have the distribution. I'm sure they can tie all these services into their e-commerce offering. The last thing that people really just dislike about Amazon is the fact that it's a marketplace and you lose control over your messaging. So if you, you know, put up yoga mats, you're up against every other yoga mat company out there. Well, now if you just have your own specialized Amazon store, you control the branding, you control the messaging. Maybe Amazon helps you with the fulfillment on the back end. Maybe Amazon gives you a bajillion Amazon AWS credits to host whatever else you want to do with your site. So I think it's actually quite interesting. Um, and I guess I want to throw it back to you, Hamza, which is this is obviously Amazon's foray into being way more aggressive and going up against Shopify. So Jeff Bezos is now stepping down uh, from the CEO position. Uh, the former, I think, director of AWS is now taking the mantle. Kind of an interesting choice considering AWS is his field of choice and not, uh, not, the, not the commerce side. So how does this play out for Amazon and Shopify? Who's going to win this battle? Uh, where, where do you think this sort of ends for, for both these companies? Yeah, uh, I don't really think uh, that at least I'm looking at this as, as a battle. What I'm most excited about is, uh, is the opportunity that it provides to e-commerce founders to just diversify and, and work on different platforms, have, have, more, have access to more options, which is obviously, you know, competition is better for, for these founders and uh, it's better for entrepreneurship on, on the whole. I think when I speak to founders, there are um, various reasons why many founders oftentimes don't really, really love being on Amazon. Let, let me just put it that way. You know, it could be the control that they relinquish. It could be uh, the fees or the costs of, of, of different aspects of being on the Amazon uh, marketplace, just being Amazon sellers. Um, you know, some of the more technical aspects and, and, and the back end stuff. I mean, there are all sorts of reasons. Uh, overall, I think what this allows Amazon to do is just capture another segment of the, of the market that, uh, you know, that might not necessarily want to be out there selling on, on the Amazon marketplace or might want to have multiple options selling on the Amazon marketplace, as well as having their own website that they can direct Facebook or Instagram ads to and really, really build, uh, build a brand around. So uh, not sure who's going to win um, and, uh, you know, don't, uh, don't particularly care. But uh, what I do really care about and what I'm, I'm really intrigued by is how many founders are going to now, you know, jump onto sales based on the fact that they're now associated with, with Amazon. I mean, uh, the founders, the ex-founders, well, I guess now the, well, nope, still the founders, the founders of Cells, uh, they'll always be the founders, um, did mention that, you know, as far as Cells is concerned, it is business as usual. There's not too much they're changing. Um, you know, things go on as, as they do. Uh, but I'm interested to see how businesses treat Cells um, relative to its, its competitors, mainly its, its largest competitor, Shopify, 
after it has the uh, the Amazon tag associated with it. Yeah, I think what's what's really interesting about bringing on cells as this this market or sorry this e-commerce partner. Uh, one of the one of the things that people mentioned about Shopify is you're on Shopify, you're locked into the ecosystem. One of the things we talked about last week on this program was uh, was these quick pay options. So right now, as it stands, you can't use Fast, for instance. You can't use Fast on Shopify yet. I'm wondering if Sells, uh, Amazon's acquisition of Sells, making that um, that their e-commerce platform, how much customizability you have. That's when you start going up market with GMV, uh, you tend to see a lot of companies using something like Magento as their shopping cart, just because there's so much flexibility and customization. So I think that's the biggest thing for me. What I want to look out for is what benefits does sales give to, to founders starting up? Certainly, we know the narrative with Shopify. Anyone can spin up a store. Um, but I think the, the future will be like, what, what's the customization options that sales provides? Uh, and I think ultimately that will determine like who gets the head up on this. Uh, so that's all we have this week. Hamza, thank you so much for your insights here. Uh, we'll see you next week on Wednesday One Thing and let us know if you've ever used cells in the comments below. Cheers. Cheers.